Before we begin, please note that today's podcast discusses suicidal ideation and may be upsetting to some listeners. Always, the podcast is intended for mature audiences. I am not a doctor or a therapist, and nothing I say should take the place of a relationship with a qualified medical or mental health professional. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Resting Scared, the podcast where we talk about health challenges and health anxiety and mental health. My name is Mary, and yeah, how are you today? I have been in a little bit of a funk emotionally for like the last week, but you know, turn it around. Um, And it's not really, like, any one thing that's caused it or, you know, it's just a bunch of things culminating in this, like, gray cloud that wasn't, didn't want to leave me alone. And nothing I was doing was feeling quite right or good enough or good at all, actually. Um... But, you know, other than that, things are good. I saw a new physical therapist last week, and she found that I have all of this muscle pulling in my lower abdomen that is pulling right where my, like, surgical scars are. But, like, deep, like, not skin level, obviously. Um, And so she did some, like, manual manipulation, but she was saying that they were still pretty stubborn. So we're going to try something called dry needling. I'll report back on that. Um, She definitely thinks that this could be the cause of some of my LS symptoms that haven't improved despite my, like, very strict treatment regimen um so that's giving me some hope um and then i saw my other physical therapist that i've been seeing um today and we were gonna start the needling but i was honestly just like not doing well um and i'm gonna get into that in a second but um she said that we should actually just wait so we actually did something called cupping and if you don't know what cupping is um i had just like seen people do it on like instagram but i'm very i was super interested um and so it's basically like these like suction cups that they put on your skin and you know i think they usually do it in the back but i had her do it in my she did it on my like abdomen and lower abdomen area and just like the general reproductive area and so yeah i'm excited about it i think it felt good right away um and then it kind of wore off but i'm hoping that there can be some like long-term goodness to come from that Okay, so I couldn't decide which day I wanted to do today because there's a couple. Um, So I decided to do two and I'm allowed to do that. So deal with it. Um, Okay, so it is June 20th and in 1985, 
Caroline Willard Baldwin received the first ever PhD in science awarded to a woman by an American university. And that university was Cornell, which is actually right by when uh, where I went to school. And it was like, it's like our sister college or something like that. Um, I went to Wells, very small college in upstate New York in the Finger Lakes and Cornell's right by there. Anyway, so she got her PhD and her study, the photographic study of the arc spectra was published for the Physical Review Journal of Experimental and Theoretical Theoretical Physics. Mm. You can tell I really know what I'm talking about. Um, and But you can actually still read uh, and like download it today if you feel like checking it out. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was going to try to kind of read it and like give you a bit more information and get all sciencey, but I truly don't even understand like the title. So I just Googled like the term arc spectra and you know, it has something to do with atmosphere. Listen, I'm not a physicist, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about that, but it, you know, that would just be painful for everyone, but I encourage you to look her up if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and so the other thing that happened on June 20th was in 1975, um, and that's that the movie Jaws opened up in theaters, and Jaws is literally one of my all-time favorite movies, if not, like, I don't know, if not in my top, like, two favorite movies, um, and it's actually almost time for the annual rewatch. I always watch it right around uh, 4th of July because it's a 4th of July movie. Um, you know, it's weird. I have this thing and it's really not intentional at all, but I have a very hard time being interested in shows or movies that don't have any, or even if it's not more than one, like, strong female character. Um, I just get really disinterested really quickly. And I think it's just a simple thing of like generally not finding cis men super relatable. Um, but for some reason, this rule does not apply to Jaws. I love everything about that movie. I love the water theme. I honestly love water-based movies like in general. Um, and I love the crew and I love Brody and Quinn and Rupert. Um, and I love their dynamic and the whole city, the fear in the city, the mayor, I think he is. And then there's that mother, the grieving mother, the shark. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay, here we are. As I've mentioned before, um, I have a whole list of topics that I want to talk about and will talk about. And it's very useful to have that list on days when I'm just not feeling particularly inspired. Um, and I often plan out the episodes at least a couple weeks in advance, but sometimes, like this week, I, you know, had something actually 
happen and last week too actually i had something like happen or i saw something or i heard something or for whatever reason i kind of got inspired to talk about something specific and and then i just kind of change up my whole schedule um but it's actually a good thing because you know in while I could be sticking to the plan, I really feel strongly that this is meant to be about my life and like what's actually happening. Um, and not that I, you know, tell you guys about every little thing that happens. Um, but when it comes to things that are, that I do want to talk about that I do feel comfortable sharing, um, as they come and as I feel compelled to talk about them, I just think it's a good idea to, um, instead of kind of ruminating on it. So today I want to talk about periods, the menstrual cycle, because I'm having a bit of a time right now and yeah, I don't know. I feel like people don't talk about their periods enough. Um, so I got my period when I was super young, like 10 years old. I mean, I was almost 11, but I was definitely 10. And I f- I'm sure I wasn't the only person in my grade to have their period. Like I'm sure I wasn't actually the very first one, but I, you know, definitely thought that I was and I felt like I was um you know, I'm probably, probably all more self-obsessed when we're 10 than when we're in our early thirties, right? You gotta, you gotta hope. Um, and I actually experienced, you know, quite a bit of bullying when I first got my period. And I remember, I remember these boys literally calling me like period girl, And there, yeah, there was just other stuff that went down, um, that I'm not even going to get into. Um, but just, yeah, from an early age, it's not like having my period was associated with like positive things, rainbows and butterflies, you know, not that I think it really is for a lot of people, but I remember that I was really in a lot of pain and, my mom was so sweet and I came home from school and I was like positive that something was very wrong. That I was like, I don't know, dying or something probably is what I thought. Um, and I went to the upstairs bathroom and I yelled down the stairs like, mom, there's blood in my underwear. And she was on the phone with her then boyfriend, now husband at the time. And I just heard her go, I'm going to have to call you back. (laughs) And, you know, she went out and bought me these pads, um, but she also bought me this really cute, like, pajama set that was, like, blue and silky and sparkly, and it was just kind of like this, I don't know, I felt it, it was like a recognition that, like, yeah, this sucks, getting your period sucks, but you're also kind of entering this new world of being, like, a woman or whatever, you know? And it was just a really sweet gesture, and I remember it. Um, 
But I'll also never forget the days that followed because I could not believe how freaking painful it was. Like, and I couldn't believe how emotional I was all of a sudden. Um, And I'm sure I didn't have like the vocabulary to talk about it then, but I just remember feeling so sad the entire time I had it. And then, of course, I would re- like later recognize that it actually starts like four to five days be- before my period. Um, but like I remember being at my dad's house during that first cycle and being really, really miserable and telling my dad's girlfriend that like I can't believe I am expected to go to school and just act like everything's normal. Like, you know, and I knew about periods, but I really did not expect it to be that physically a bit like symptoms wise, like a big deal. And yeah, I just remember being like, I can't believe I'm expected to go to school or whatever. And I just remember her like straight up just kind of laughing and being like, yeah, you don't get to take off school. Just like I don't get to take off work. You know, you just kind of have to deal with it. And I remember being like, what? Like that can't be right. Like that can't be right that we're just expected to like go and live our lives like everything is fine. And I remember being very daunted by that. Um, and it's rough too because it's not like you can talk about it. Like it's not like you can be like, you know, oh, I'm miserable because I have my period. It's like, you know, you're 10 years old. And so you can't really like say that periods are shameful. Yada yada. Um, and yeah, I'm not really sure at what point we started to realize that the lows that I was experiencing before and during my period were just not normal. I would be in like such a dark, depressive space and it kind of felt like the end of the world every time. And I've been told I'm a drama queen my entire life. And while I'm sure some of it as like, is as simple as that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And I don't mean to like pathologize literally every single thing about me, but I do think that like telling little girls when they are talking about their like emotional or physical pain that they're drama queens is probably not the move, probably like mildly damaging in and of itself. Um, But anyway, There were some serious mental health red flags happening, and eventually I did get put on Yaz or Yasmin or whatever it was for PMDD. I don't know if you remember those Yasmin commercials. Um, It was like Yaz and Yasmin. I don't know if they were the same drugs. I can't remember what the deal is there, but I remember seeing all of the commercials for them, and then I remember when those commercials stopped and there there were commercials for the lawsuits like oh did you take yasmin and experience blah 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 so yeah they were like hella recalled after a while um and i don't even think you can get it anymore i don't think you can um because so many people got like blood clots and strokes and stuff um like more so i mean i think a lot of birth control carries those risks, but apparently it was like more so than other ones. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen to me. It definitely helped treat my emotional issues and made me feel, you know, more stable. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of on birth control after that 
for a while. Um, and you know, I think I mentioned this before, but one really does wonder if that's why I experience fertility issues today. Who knows? Not me. Anyway, so fast forward all these years later, and I still have really brutal, painful periods over probably over half the time. Which is to say, like, not all the time. I can usually predict that if my period is going to be like, I can usually predict that my period is going to be a little bit painful and last about seven days. Almost always exactly seven. However, some months the pain is so bad, it is legitimately scary. Um, the most recent time when I started my period, I felt really bad cramping in my lower abdomen, but also in like straight up like cramping in the like vagina vulva area and then also like around my butt muscles and like it was like this contracting like you know, like coming in fast waves type feeling. Um, and I, you know, I took some like over-the-counter painkillers in 200 milligram CBD suppository. Um, and I had the heat packs and all of that. And I don't know, eventually it got a little bit better. Um, but then in the middle of the night, I kept waking up with really, really bad like full body torso pain. Like I'm talking like chest down, full body torso pain. And you know, somebody with health anxiety, like I kept wondering like, is this a heart attack? Is this a miscarriage? I was really definitely worried that I was having a miscarriage for a minute. I don't think I was. I think it was just a really, you know, I think it was just like a really bad period, but like, what the hell, you know? If you have a uterus, please know this. It is not normal to have periods that are this painful. I think that we are often told is that periods are just miserable and terrible and they suck and you just have to deal with it. And to an extent, yes, we have to deal with it just like we have to deal with everything. But what does dealing with it mean? Dealing with it can mean, probably should mean, getting help. Um, but don't let people convince you that having a horrifically painful period is normal. So I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but back when I was going through fertility testing, and they first looked at my tubes for a blockage. The thing that kind of triggered that was that, you know, I had told the doctor that I had always had very painful periods. You know, that and like the the, the rest of my tests were looking okay. Um, so I told him that I'd had usually had pretty painful periods and he mentioned that it could be endometriosis. Um, and that that would also be a potential explanation for the blockage as well. So, you know, I had that surgery once they found the blockage um, and they removed the tube and we all thought for sure that they were going to find and confirm endometriosis, but they actually didn't find it. And when I followed up with my doctor, you know, post-op, 
I asked him um, if there was something else that cut that could explain the blockage or the painful periods, and he just kind of said, "Well, we weren't able to confirm it's endometriosis, but that doesn't mean you don't have it for sure." Um, but it was clear to me that now that the tube was gone, um, the painful periods were no longer a concern of his <laughs> because the, you know, infertility piece was already being dealt with or was dealt with supposedly. Although, you know, let's be real, I still haven't gotten pregnant and I'm still having these painful periods fairly often. Um, not every time, but, you know, pr- pretty often. Um, so it's still a concern for me. <laughs> tell you that much. It's definitely still a concern for me. Um, and who knows, maybe it does have something to do with the fact that I'm still kind of dealing with infertility. Um, I don't know. All this is to say is that I'm going to be bringing this up to my gynecologist this week when I see her. Um, it's just frustrating, you know, because I already have so much to talk to her about. Um, so many things always to talk about, but um, now we got to add this to the list as well, which is fine, and I'm going to do it. Um, I'm just complaining, but yeah, I'm going to bring it up because I'm worth it or whatever. But another thing that I'm going to talk about is this emotional drop issue because I feel like they are connected. You know, obviously the connection is the period, you know, the menstrual cycle, whatever. But I do feel like on the the months where my period is the most painful is also the months where I have the worst emotional drop. Um, and, you know, every, every month I get um, – something like I get you know I I always get like the thing where I'm like more emotional or I'm more anxious or self-critical whatever um but yeah this this was definitely a lot worse um and I kind of like I woke up one morning and I this was like five-ish days before my period started five or six and I saw something that kind of triggered my anxiety and like brought up something from my past and I just kind of had this like drop. That's the only other way. That's the only way I can think to describe it is like a drop that lasted several days um, and I just had a really hard time coming out of it. And honestly, like I'll be real with you, I was having some, you know, straight up suicidal ideation and thinking about other stuff. And I just, I haven't had those types of thoughts in a really long time because I do genuinely feel like I am for the most part happy. Um, the anxiety is the biggest issue in my life really, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. And I talked to my partner about it and I also talked to my mom about it. And I said, I don't think that this is just my period. I know that my period's coming, but I don't think this is it. Um, But guess what? I definitely think I was wrong because I just got my period yesterday and I feel like a huge weight has been lifted. Um, You know, I'm still physically, I got the painful period 
part going on, but I don't feel this like scary sadness level um, that I felt for several days. So I do think it was just quote unquote my period, Um, which is just wild. I don't know. Is that normal? Do you experience that? If you get a period, do you experience that low of a dip um, like a week before? I don't know. But I definitely feel like that there's a connection there between like the level of like physical pain and like the emotional drop. Um, And I will say it honestly feels kind of hilarious and silly now that I've like come out of it and I'm kind of feeling a lot, a lot lighter. And I feel like this weight has been lifted. Meanwhile, I'm like, I am in more physical pain and, you know, I have like a heavy menstrual cycle so it's like I'm literally like it's just a very strange like juxtaposition situation um but I feel like I need to celebrate the fact that I feel better because I knew it wasn't normal and I knew something wasn't right and I'm glad I can be on the other side of it a little bit and get some perspective because yeah it's just good I'm happy I'm really super fucking bloody happy. (laughs) Can't you tell? Okay, I think that is it for me today. Um, I'm gonna spend the rest of the day just continuing to try to feel better and rest and I'm also gonna cook I think I'm gonna I have tortellini and I think I'm gonna make like a summer squash sauce we'll see TBD yeah I just want to kind of maintain this this feeling um without forcing it of course I hope that you are having a great week and that you will continue to have a great week um, I hope people are being kind to you and you're being kind to yourself and also to them. Um, don't forget, I would love to hear from you if you would like to share something about your chronic health challenges or health journey in general or what you're doing right now to help yourself feel better. Um, the number is 202-342-6427. Um, Yeah, but no pressure. I get that sharing this stuff is kind of uncomfortable and scary. Do know, though, that I, um, unless you, like, tell me your name, I'm not going to know your name on the voice recording. Um, And you can also always email me at restingscared at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Goodbye.